Section 36, Volume 2 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 2, Section 36. When it was the ninety-sixth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Sharkan and his brother Sawalmakan and the Wazir Dandan set off with an hundred horse for the hermitage described to them by that accursed Satal Dabahi, and they took with them mules and chests for transporting the treasure. Now, as soon as dawned the morn, the chamberlain signalled to the host an order for departure and they set out thinking that the two kings and the wazir were with them knowing not that the three had made for the monastery such was the case with the host but as regards the two kings and the minister they tarried in their place till the end of that day now the infidels who were with sat al dabahi took their departure privily after they had gone in to her and kissed her hands and feet and obtained her leave to march so she not only gave them permission but also taught them all she minded of weal and gil and when it was dark night she arose and went into sawalmakan and his companions and said to them come let us set out for the mountain and take with you a few men at arms they obeyed her and left five horsemen at the foot of the mountain whilst the rest rode on before Satal-Dabahi, who gained new strength for excess of joy, so that Sawal Makan said, Glory be to him who sustaineth this holy man, whose like we never saw. Now the witch had written a letter to the king of Constantinople, and dispatched it on the wings of a bird, acquainting him with what had passed and ending. I wish thee to send me ten thousand horsemen of the bravest of the Greeks, and let them steal along the foot of the mountains with caution, lest the host of Al-Islam get sight of them. And when they reach the hermitage, let them ambush themselves there, till I come to them with the Moslem king and his brother, for I shall inveigle them, and will bring them thither, together with a wazir and an hundred horse, and no more, that I may presently deliver to them the crosses which be in the hermitage. I am resolved to slay the monk Matruhina, since my scheme cannot be carried out but by taking his life. If my plot work well, not one of the Moslems shall return to his own country, no, not a living weight, nor one who blows the fire alight. And Matruhina shall be a sacrifice for the followers of the Nazarene faith, and the servants of the cross, and praise be to the Messiah first and last. When this letter reached Constantinople, the keeper of the carrier pigeons carried it to King Afridun, who read it and forthwith inspected his host, and equipped ten thousand cavaliers with horses and dromedaries, and mules and provaunt, and bade them repair to that hermitage, and, after reaching the tower, to hide therein. Thus far concerning them, but as regards King Sawalmakan and his brother Sharkan, and the wazir dandan and the escort when they reached the hermitage 
they entered and met the monk Matruhina, who came out to see who and what they were. Whereupon quoth that pious man, Satal Dabahi, Slay this damned fellow! So they smote him with their swords, and made him drink the cup of death. Then the accursed old woman carried them to the place of offerings and ex votos, and brought out to them treasures and precious things, more than she had described to them. And after gathering the whole together, they set the booty in chests and loaded the mules therewith. As for Tamasil, she came not, she or her father, for fear of the Moslems. So Sawalmakan tarried there, awaiting her all that day and the next and a third, till Sharkan said to him, By Allah, I am troubled anent the army of Al-Islam, for I know not what is become of them. His brother replied, And I also am concerned for them. We have come by this great treasure, and I do not believe that Tamasil or any one else will approach the hermitage after that befell which hath befallen the host of the Christians. It behoveth us then to content ourselves with what Allah hath given us and depart, so haply he will help us conquer Constantinople. Accordingly they came down from the mountain, while Satal Dawahi was impotent to oppose their march for fear of betraying her deceit and they fared forwards till they reached the head of a defile, where the old woman had laid an ambush for them with the ten thousand horse. As soon as these saw the Moslems, they encircled them from all sides, couching lance and bearing the white sabre-blade, and the infidels shouted the watchword of their faithless faith, and set the shafts of their mischief astring. When Sawal Makand and his brother Sharkand and the minister Dandan looked upon this host, they saw that it was a numerous army, and said, Who can have given these troops information of us? replied Sharkan. Oh, my brother, this be no time for talk. This is the time for smiting with swords and shooting with shafts. So gird up your courage and hearten your hearts. For this strait is like a street with two gates, though by the virtue of the Lord of Arabs and Ajams were not the place so narrow, I would bring them to naught, even though they were an hundred thousand men. Said Sawal Makan, Had we wotted this, we would have brought with us five thousand horse. And the Vasir Dandan continued, If we had ten thousand horse, they had availed us naught in these narrows but Allah will succour us against them. I know this defile and its straightness, and I know there be many places of refuge in it, for I have been here on Russia with King Omar bin al-Nu'uman, what while we besieged Constantinople. We abode in this place, and here is water colder than snow. So come, let us push out of this defile ere the infidel host increase on us and get the start of us to the mountain top, whence they will hurl down rocks upon us and we powerless to come at them. So they began hurrying on to get out of those narrows, but the pious man, Satal Dawahi, looked at them and said, What is it ye fear, ye who have vowed yourselves to the Lord and to working his will? 
By Allah, I abode imprisoned underground for fifteen years, yet never gainsaid the Almighty in aught he did with me. Fight ye in Allah's way, so whoever of you is slain, paradise shall be his abode, and whoso slayeth, his striving shall be to his honour. When they heard from the ascetic these words, their care and anxiety ceased from them, and they stood firm till the infidels charged down from all sides, whilst the swords played upon their necks, and the cup of death went round amongst them. The Moslems fought for the service of Allah a right good fight, and wrought upon his foes with sway of sword and lung of lance, whilst Sawalmakan smote upon the men and garred the knights bite the dust and their heads from their bodies take flight, five by five and ten by ten, till he had done to death a number of them past numbering, and a count beyond counting. Now, while so doing, he looked at the accursed old woman, who was waving her sword and heartening them, and all who feared fled to her for shelter. But she was also signing the infidels to slay Sharkan. So troop after troop rushed on him with design to do him die. But each troop that charged, he charged and drove back. And when another troop attacked him, he repelled the assault with the sword in their backs, for he thought it was the devotee's blessing that gave him the victory, and he said in himself, Verily on this holy man Allah looketh with eyes of his favour, and strengtheneth my prowess against the infidels, with the purity of his pious intent. For I see that they fear me and cannot prevail against me. But every one who assaileth me turneth tail and taketh flight. So they battled the rest of the day, and when night fell, the Moslems took refuge in a cave of that defile, being weary with stress of war and cast of stone. And that day were slain of them five and forty. And when they were gathered together, they sought the devotee, but could find no trace of him. And this was grievous to them, and they said, Belike he hath died a martyr. Quoth Sharkan, I saw him heartening the horsemen with divine instances, and using as talisman verses of holy writ. Now while they were talking, behold, the cursed old woman, Sat al-Dawahi, stood before them, hending in hand the head of the chief captain of the ten thousand horse a noble knight, a champion fierce in fight, and a satan for blight. One of the Turks had slain him with an arrow, and Allah hurried his soul to the fire. And when the infidels saw what that Moslem had done with their leader, they all fell on him and wrought his bane and hewed him in pieces with their swords. And Allah hurried his soul to heaven. Then the accursed old woman cut off that knight's head, and brought it, and threw it at the feet of Sharkan and Sawalmakan and the Wazir Dandan. Now when Sharkan saw her, he sprang up hastily before her, and exclaimed, Praised be Allah for thy safety, and for our sighting thee, O holy man, and devout champion of the religion! Replied she, O my son! 
I have sought martyrdom this day, and have thrown my life away amid the infidel array, but they feared me with dismay. When ye dispersed, I waxed jealous for your honour, so I rushed on the chief knight their leader, albeit he was a match for a thousand horse, and I smote him till I severed head from trunk. Not one of the infidels could near me, so I brought his head to you. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the ninety-seventh night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the damned witch Sat al-Dawahi took the head of the knight, the leader of the twenty thousand infidels, she brought it and threw it down before Sawal Makan and his brother Sharkan and the Wazir Dandan, saying, when I saw your condition, I waxed jealous for your honour, so I rushed on the chief knight and smote him with a sword, till I severed head from trunk. And none could near me, so I brought his head to you, that you may be strengthened in holy war, and work out with your swords the will of the Lord of the Faithful. And now I purpose leaving you to strive against the infidels, whilst I go to your army though they be at the gates of Constantinople, and return with twenty thousand hordes to destroy these unfaithfuls. Quoth Sharkan, How wilt thou pass to them? O thou holy man, seeing that the valley is blocked up on all sides by the miscreants. Quoth the accursed hag, Allah will wail me from their eyes, and they shall not sight me, nor if any saw me, would he dare to attack me at that time, for I shall be as one non-existing, absorbed in Allah, and he will fend off from me his foes. Thou sayest sooth, O holy man, rejoined Sharkan, for indeed I have been witness of that, so if thou can pass out at the first of night, twill be best for us, replied she. I will set out at this very hour, and if thou desire, thou shalt go with me, and none shall see thee. Furthermore, if thy brother also have a mind to go with us, we will take him, but none else, for the shadow of a saint can cover only twain. Sharkan said, As for me, I will not leave my comrades, but if my brother will, there is no harm in his going with thee and setting us free of this strait for he is the stronghold of the Moslems, and the sword of the Lord of the three worlds. And if it be his pleasure, let him take with him the Wazir Dandan, or whom else he may elect, and send us ten thousand horse to succour us against these caitiffs. So after debate they agreed on this, and the old woman said, Give me leisure to go before you and consider the condition of the infidels, if they be asleep or awake. Quoth they, We will not go forth, say with thee, and trust our affair to Allah. If I do your bidding, replied she, blame me not, but blame yourselves, for it is my read that you await me till I bring you tidings of the case. Then said Sharkan, Go to them, and delay not from us, for we shall be awaiting thee. Thereupon she fared forth, and Sharkan turned to his brother, addressing him, and said, Were not this holy man a miracle worker, he had never slain yonder furious knight. 
This is proof sufficient of the ascetic's power, and of a truth the pride of the infidels is laid low by the slaying of this cavalier, for he was violent, an evil devil, and a stubborn. Now whilst they were thus devising of the mighty works of the devotee, behold, the accursed Sat al-Dawahi came upon them, and promised them victory over the unbelievers. Wherefore they thanked her, not knowing that all this was weal and gill, and the damned hag asked, Where be the king of the age, Sawal Makan, and the minister Dandan? Answered he, Here am I. Take with thee thy vassir, said she, and follow after me, that we may fare forth to Constantinople. Now she had acquainted the infidels with the cheat she had put upon the Moslems, and they rejoiced with exceeding great joy, and said, Our hearts will not be contended till we shall have slain their king in return for the knight's death, because we had no stouter rider than he. And they added, bespeaking the ill-omened hag as she told them her plan of faring to the land of the Moslems. When thou bringest him to us, we will bear him to King Afridun. Then she went out, and went out with her Sawalmakan and the minister Dandan, and she walked on before the two, saying, Fare forth with the blessing of Almighty Allah. So they did her bidding, for the shaft of patent fortune of man's lot had shot them, and she ceased not leading them both through the midst of the Grecian camp, till they came to the defile, the narrow path aforesaid, whilst the infidel enemy watched them, but did them no hindrance, for the infernal old woman had enjoined this. Now when Sawalmakan and the Wazir Dandan saw that the infidel host offered them no let and stay, and yet had them in sight, the Wazir exclaimed, By Allah, this is one of the holy man's saintly miracles! and doubtless he be of the elect, rejoined Sau al-Makan. By Allah, I think the infidels be not but blind, for we see them, and they see us not. And while they were thus praising the holy man, and recounting his mighty works, and his piety, and his prayers, behold, the infidels charged down on them from all sides, and surrounded them, and seized them, saying, is there anyone else with you twain, that we may seize upon him too? And the Wazir Dandan replied, See you not yon other man that is before us? Replied the unbelievers, By the truth of the Messiah and the monks and the primate and the metropolitan, we see none save you two. Then Sawalmakan said, By Allah! This is a chastisement decreed to us by Almighty Allah. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section 36 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 2 Read by Lars Rolander